what is my life? What are you doing? Like you're tired. You've got no energy. I was also, because I'd taken my business online, was spending every second, like making sure everyone else was okay. Mm. And then I was like, but I'm not okay. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm on a mission to help 1 million people reduce risk in their lives. To join me, go to myworstinvestmentever.com right now. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Academy, and I'm here with featured guest, Cat Merchant. Cat, are you ready to join the mission? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm excited to have you on and let me introduce you to the audience. Kat is a rugby world cup champion turned lifestyle, nutrition, and fitness coach. Her mission is to show you how your weight loss journey and making positive lifestyle and nutrition lifestyle changes can be the catalyst for improvement in every aspect of your life. From boosting your career performance to enhancing your personal relationships and mental well-being, turning sweat into success is what she lives for. Through her bespoke coaching program, Elite 14, she provides tailored strategies, support, and accountability to help you achieve your health and wellness goals and ultimately lead a happier and more balanced life. Kat, take a minute and tell us about the unique value you are bringing to this wonderful world. Absolutely. So my experience playing for England rugby was one that was very unique and was incredible. And I took a lot of learning points from that and, you know, being so dedicated and then winning the World Cup as, as part of the squad has really helped shaped what I do now. And when I had to retire from that, I found that I had all this competitiveness in me and you know wanting to drive and succeed and now what I do is I'm able to put that into other people's goals helping them to succeed whatever it is that they want to do and I think what sets us apart is that sustainability side of things because I think people think of weight loss as a quick fix or if I just do this I'll be sorted or if I just do that quickly it'll be happy I'll be happy Whereas actually making changes so that you enjoy the whole process means that you're just going to do it forever. So I think that I, the way I speak about it is I love training. I also love a glass of wine and I love a cake. So I want to be able to have all of that, still be in shape, enjoy myself, be happy and be healthy. And what I want to do is help other people discover that. That's, that's exciting. And, you know, I've always been, I never played sports when I was young. I played, you know, American version of football in soccer, and I did that for a few years, but, you know, I was nothing remarkable. And then throughout most of my life, I never really did much exercise. And then I found yoga and I started to do yoga, but I, I did it for a while and I did it for a long time. I always go to the park and exercise and do a lot of stuff. But recently I was like, I got to get back to yoga. And so I set myself a little goal and I kind of feel like I'm a little bit like what you just described, the people that like, I got to do this. But here's what I did. I basically said, okay, I'm just going to keep it simple. I'm just going to get on my mat every morning. Nice. And so from the beginning of this year, I sat on my mat every morning. Now, as someone asked me what kind of yoga you did, I said, I do easy yoga. 
stretching, a little bit of movement. I mean, I know I could go further, but it was really about developing the habit. Once I got the habit, then I was like, I got to do more. And then I thought to myself, I got to break through. So here's what I did. I'll show you my my little thing. Oh, Basically, yeah. I said to myself at the beginning of the month, on first day, I'm going to do one sun salutation, A. On the second day, two. On the third day, three. And today is the 23rd day. And I knew I was interviewing you today. So I thought, I can't stop now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I did yeah. my 23. And it's it's great mental trick because I just think to myself, oh, my God, I can't do 23. But then I just said, wait a minute, I did 22 yesterday. Yeah. Now, I know it's not optimal because I kind of need some rest for my body and stuff. But on the other hand, it's about kind of committing to something. But what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? And what do you see in people, you know, when they're trying to achieve their goals, but they're not getting there, you know, and how do you how do you help them? I think a lot of what you've done is great because you've started with not too much pressure on yourself. And you said, you know, I'm going to sit on my mat. I'll see, you know, I'll see what go where I go from there. And you're building on it. The mental tricks, as you said, to be able to go, well, I can do this because I did it yesterday and it's only one more. I think where people go wrong is they try everything at once. So they go, right, they go from not training at all to I'm going to train seven days a week for an hour. I'm also going to be on a massive calorie deficit. I'm not going to have any cake and I'm not going to have any beers with my friend at the weekend. And then they wonder why three weeks in, they go, this is awful and they don't enjoy it and if you don't enjoy it the thing is you will only ever be able to do things for a short amount of time and so a big part of it is finding a routine that fits in with you where you do hit your goals and at first you know it might be a little bit uncomfortable if you're really busy finding any time Mm. is difficult to commit to something but when you just find 15 minutes I've got 15 minutes I'm going to spend the time prioritize myself there then you find you actually get yourself into a place where you can't imagine a world without it. And you can't imagine life without the benefits that exercise brings you. Because one of the things where people don't have a lot of time, when you exercise, you've got way better clarity of thought, you're more focused. So actually you gain time elsewhere because things just happen quicker. And I think that's a big part of it. So finding something you enjoy means it doesn't take as much discipline to maintain. And if you're not relying on discipline as much, then you're just going to keep doing it. So that that would be my advice to people is start with something small. So if at the minute that you're having, say, three takeaways a week, which some people might do, go, actually, I'm going to try and one, change the type of takeaway I have. I'll look at nutrition and see if there's a healthier one. And I'm going to cut down to one a week. So they still can have it. They can enjoy it. But it's realistic. So. The other thing that I would do is look at what I want my life to be like in a year. So in a year's time, I want this. In order to achieve that, I'm going to do these certain things to get there rather than I want to lose 10K right now. Because Mm. actually, if you just woke up tomorrow 10K lighter, but hadn't changed any of your lifestyle in order to get there, you're just going to put that 10K back on again. So that that would be my advice. Yeah, I think that's a a good one too, because without some vision of where I want to be, it's just, it's a slog. And whether that's in competition of where, where you want to be or whether that's in life. And I, I have a little mastermind group of a bunch of people and we set goals and we meet every week, every Friday. And originally we talked about goals and tasks and things like that, but now we focus completely on habits. 
yeah. and we look for what's the goal that I want? What's the big goal that I want? And I think for the listeners and the viewers out there, think about this. What is one thing that would be a game changer in your life? And figure out that goal and clarify it. You know, for me, number one, it was double sales this year compared to last year. Game changer. Great. Number two is, this one is kind of a, it's a good one. It's a challenging one. Eliminate back pain. And that's part of the reason why I just had to keep going onto that mat. And I had to keep working on because I know that yoga rebalances my structure. But as long as I have that goal of eliminate back pain, it keeps me going on a day-to-day basis. So I like the idea of like having, where am I going? What does my life look like? Like you said. Yeah. And it's the, it's the secondary goals as well within it. So weight loss isn't enough of a goal. Most of the time for people weight loss, because I want to be able to play with my grandchildren. That's your reason weight loss because of, you know, there are so many good reasons like my blood pressure is way too high and I'm really quite stressed Mm -hmm. and my family are worried about me. Okay. Well, that's it. It's not the, the weight loss. It's what the weight loss gives you and the reason behind it. So when you have that, it's far easier to go. Yeah. Okay. Well, of course I'm going to do that. I'm going to think of my grandkids rather mm. than all that one session. You know, it, it puts it into perspective. Yeah. I mean, I love, you know, what you're talking about because it provides, it provides hope. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that are struggling, you know, with a lot of different things. When my father passed away seven years ago, I brought my mother to live with me here in Thailand and she was on 10 different medications and you know had had some strokes luckily they weren't super severe and in the end i had to learn a lot about nutrition and think about how i could get her off of these drugs through exercise and she had a wound on her foot that doctor says is not going to heal and she's going to lose her foot and i said i'm not going to let that happen and then i i got her on the treadmill which started at 10 seconds each time she got on the treadmill each day. And then I got it up to a minute and then I got up. Now she's been walking on the treadmill about 15 minutes. She's 85, 15 minutes every morning. And it's part of what healed that wound. The doctor said wouldn't heal because of the blood flow that it got to her body. And she's off of all medications except for, you know, one that I just couldn't get her off. But, you know, the point is anybody, wherever you are in your life right now, or someone else that's close to you, you can change. Yeah, that's an amazing story and well done for helping your mom. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know anything about all that stuff, but that's where all of these books and stuff that I had to read and think about. A simple one for, you know, a simple one was beet. You know, we have beetroot here in in Bangkok that I can buy really cheap. I make a smoothie originally before when she first came and we were getting off the blood pressure medicine. I'd make a smoothie of the beet and a carrot and an apple. Boom. Boom. That brought down, and I measured her blood pressure every at every meal. And that brings down her blood pressure amazingly. And so, you know, simple things like that. And of course, cutting out bad foods and all that stuff. Exciting. Well, you inspire me. Now, let me ask you, for the listeners out there that think, okay, I want to get more of this, where's the best place for them to go? Yeah, so if you, depending what platform you're on, but it's a Cat Merchant 14 on Instagram, on Twitter, or you can find me on LinkedIn. Like, just drop me a message or a yep. comment or something, and, I'll, and I'll, um, I'll get in touch. Great. We'll have links to all that in the show notes. And now okay. it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstance leading up to it, and then tell us your story. Yeah, so... 
I had to retire. For, I had a very successful rugby career that was cut short. I had too many concussions. And so I had to retire early. So pretty brutal, 28 years old, thought I was on a path. And then obviously that that got derailed. A few years on from that, went into, had an awful breakup, a really terrible one, at the same time that lockdown hit. So COVID happened. So I'm living on my own, been through this breakup. I don't know who I am anymore because the rugby isn't there. I've lost my confidence. And at that point, I, the investment, the worst investment I made was actually where I spent my energy because it very much to try and get control. I was like, okay, I'm going to, and to want to feel, I also, at the time I got quite a bit of trolling online. I just putting out fitness stuff because personal training was what I did. And people would say I looked manly or my muscles weren't feminine. And I got a lot of this. So this was all compounding into mm. this <laughs> cocktail of like emotions that were that were going on at the time. So I decided, okay, well, I want to look feminine and I want to feel confident. So I got myself into a situation where I was overtraining. I was training with things I don't even like, like I love lifting, but because mm. I didn't want to be muscular, I was trying to get rid of the muscles. So I was doing loads and loads of cardio. I wasn't eating well enough in terms of the calories I was having were far too low for what I was doing. And the, the real issue was, was as I was losing weight and it was buying off me, people were saying, oh, you look great. You look great. And so then you keep doing it and you think that your worth is around the scales. And I got obsessed. I was weighing myself every day. I had a six pack. My, my skin folds were so low. And it was only when I was sat there and it was during lockdown, I'm sat and I was eating cottage cheese and cucumber because I only had that many calories left in my day. And I just sat there and was like, what is my life? What are you doing? Like you're tired. You've got no energy. I was also, because I'd taken my business online was spending every second like making sure everyone else was okay mm. and then I was like but I'm not okay and it was at that moment that I was like right actually things have to change you have to look after yourself you have to stop worrying about what everybody else thinks and so I decided to fuel myself properly and to train with training I enjoy and training I enjoy is lifting. Mm. And so naturally, I'm going to have that physique. And actually, I responded to a troll online as well, actually. It was really horrible. I did a bicep video and he stitched it, basically going, like pretending to throw up because he thought the thought of me was so gross. And so actually, I just kind of responded to a few of these comments, but in a constructive way. Mm. Not that it was mean in any way back, but just I wanted young girls to see strong role models, see strong women and go, yeah, cool. Like that's awesome. And it can completely be feminine. It doesn't, having muscles isn't a masculine or feminine trait. It's just you're strong and you, you've mm. got muscles. So putting my energy into fueling myself, training well, and I suddenly just felt so much better. And actually when I look back at photos and I do post a lot about that content now, like I'll do the two photos comparatively and people are like, you just look so much healthier and happier, even though I was lighter before and really lean and, you know, had that, that everyone's like your face, you just look like you've got that energy in yourself. And by just doing something as simple as looking after myself with food and with the training that I enjoyed, 
I prioritized myself in so many other ways. I got boundaries. I said, no, I did things that were right for me. I'm still always going to be someone that helps other people. Absolutely. But you cannot help people if you're not in a good place yourself. And because I was someone that was full of energy and, you know, led a lot of things and people rely on me for that. I found that there was none left for myself. So by getting some of myself, by filling that cup for me, everyone else is going to benefit anyway. So massively around being careful and choosing how you spend your energy is, is a massive thing. I wonder, you know, I think back to when I was younger and I felt a lot of insecurity and I did, I was a people pleaser. I wanted people to like me. I still do. I mean, we all want that. And I think about like what was driving that and, you know, where was I coming from? And I remember this interaction I had with my best friend when we were young and somebody said something to him, you know, pretty strong. And his response was, if you have a problem with that, that's your problem. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, you can say that? I just, you know, I just never thought of standing up for myself in that way, in that that assertive of a way. He wasn't mean. It's just like, and now I focus a lot of energy on blocking out the noise. You know, there's a, there's a billboard near the park where I walk past every day when I go exercise at the park. And when I look at that billboard, I just think all they're trying to do is get in my brain. That's all that billboard is trying to do. And through getting in my brain, they want to get me to take action to actually go and buy the product that they got on the billboard. And then you just realize, and I just had a, a lesson with my students in ethics and I talked about nowadays it's propaganda everywhere. And that propaganda is whatever a company or a government or a person or whatever wants to put forth. And so nowadays it's even more important to not let that you know, come in. I, I don't know. What do you think was the source of why you felt like you, you wanted to change to look different based upon, let's say, as you said, what other people said? Yeah, well, I think it was, I think when you're not feeling that confident and like I'd walk into like, I think, and now I'm in a very different place, but before yeah. if I wore, so I didn't used to wear certain things because if I wore a dress and went to something, people's comments would be like, geez, look at your arms. I wouldn't want to arm wrestle you. And I'm like, I'm in a dress in an evening. Why do I want to talk about arm wrestling? Like, what are you talking about? So I just, and I found that at first as negative and I got all this attention and I just didn't want it. And I was like, I just, you know, and then actually when I realized being strong and feeling confident is awesome. And now I will actively pick dresses that show off my arms the most. And I'll go out there. And if someone says something like, and if they say something negative, again, to your point, actually, that's something on them. I get a lot of people who that most the the comments are either from like the negative ones, or mm. I even mean, someone that doesn't have a profile picture. So they don't feel confident enough to put themselves out there, but they're happy tearing other people down. Or people that perhaps I think actually are frustrated in themselves that they can't do it and the other one I get is um so it's either manly or oh must take drugs or this and you're like no there's no I'm not manly I don't mm. take drugs I do hard work and I do it consistently for years so I'm sorry if you don't aren't in a place where you can do that yourself but there's no need to like put down what I've done mm. and I think once you 
get to that. And don't get me wrong, there are still comments that are really hurt. Like people will yeah. say horrible, horrible things. But actually, when people, when I posted one about getting trolled, the amount of support that I got was so much more. Yeah. People just coming in going, Kat, I just want to say, and I found out stories that I would have never have found out had I not put that out. I had people message me saying, you've inspired my daughter, or I've got back into lifting because of you, or I used to feel uncomfortable in my body. Now I feel great. And all these things from people I've never actually met on a social interaction online have been like inspired by it and standing up for myself so I think yeah there's great confidence mm. in that but there is a thing in society of oh women need to be small women need to look like this and and then actually when you just stop worrying about it and actually it was when I was going back into the dating world which I'd been out of for a long time so going into it and I had one guy actually actively match with me to tell me I looked manly and he wouldn't go out with me because of my muscles. And I was like, why would you go out of your way? If it's not for you, if you're threatened by my muscles, no worries if it's not your thing. Okay, but you don't have to come at me to tell me this. And I will get this on LinkedIn. I will put up a post about giving away a free resource, giving away, you know, something that's going to help people. Comment if you want it. Great, I'll send it across to you. And some guy just wrote on there just something like, oh, for me, I don't find this attractive and not many people would find it sexually attractive. I was like, who's talking about sexual attraction? I'm not on a dating site. I'm on LinkedIn. And trust me, you're not my category either that I'd be going for, but I'm not going to tell you that. Like, it's just, yeah. So I think that that came into it as well in that, oh, I'll have to look small because in order to look attractive in this, you know, society, you've got to look a certain way. And then I met my boyfriend on on a date, my now boyfriend on Mm. a date. And straight away, we were talking about rugby. We were talking about training. We were talking about things because, again, I had somebody unmatch me because I said about rugby. So I started to change the version of the person I was. And then I just was like, no. And I met Mike and he, uh, yeah, our third date was a gym date. (laughs) Like we went. That's good. Fantastic. I was like, you don't have to change yourself for anyone else. Change yourself for for you like if you want to there's nothing wrong with wanting to I think some people worry about it being vain to want to get in shape it's not it's whatever feels good for you I love feeling strong I love feeling confident I love people going now when a guy comes up to me and goes I wish I had arms like yours (laughs) I go cool like that's a great compliment like rather than I can help you do it (laughs) yeah exactly exactly yeah like if you want arms like me I can show you how (laughs) like yeah so I think it's that and the realization actually of when you are genuinely confident and you might have to fake it to make it at first, but when you actually have confidence, that's attractive anyway. Like when you just back yourself, people are drawn to that. Yep. You're drawn to people who are confident in themselves and are positive and have a good energy. You're going to naturally want to hang around with that person. So yeah, I think it was that probably. Mm. And it it makes me think about something I always say to young people now. It's like your whole life mission is to become more you. Yeah. Yeah. I I won't even say a better you. Just become more of who you are. Yeah. And comfortable. If you're comfortable. And that's one of the things, again, with like what we do. Like people come to us about weight loss, of course. They're like, I want to lose this weight. And some of them even are quite obsessed with the scales. By the end of the program, 
like I have one lady who was obsessed with scales at first go, oh, I don't know how much I've lost. I can't remember what I weighed in the first place, but I've got great energy. My knee doesn't hurt anymore. And I feel strong walking into the gym or I'm confident taking my meetings. Mm. And you're like, so actually they've come for weight loss and they've left with something far greater because they found themselves and they're confident. And I think there are a lot of people out there, men and women, that maybe feel insecure about, well, I don't know what I'd be doing or I'm not sure I'd be doing it right. So that stops them from doing it. Whereas actually, don't don't worry about it. Don't worry about looking silly. We all do. Like, I'm an experienced gym goer. Mm. I'll still get the machine wrong or I'll trip over my water bottle or things like that. The embarrassing things that happen Mm. aren't actually embarrassing. No one's looking at you. It's only embarrassing to yourself. Whereas if you're just like, oh, well, and you you get on with it, if you're confident, nothing really seems to, to matter. Yeah, it's, it's as you learn over the years is that people don't care about you nearly as much as you think they do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Even yeah, the trolls. Well. I mean, the trolls yeah. are on to someone else. You know, they're just jerks and they go to yeah. someone else and, yeah. you know, they, they hope they can yeah. leave a little wound and then go on to someone else. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's a hard one, the troll thing, because I have one guy that trolls me. I, I have to admit that I have nowhere near the troll nature as you have because I don't have that many people making comments on the things that I say and do. But there's one guy that just absolutely really just has to say something about everything. And I teach it in one of my courses, I teach a little LinkedIn component. And I just tell him that my philosophy has been is don't wrestle with a pig because you're both going to get dirty and the pig's going to enjoy it. And so I just don't feed into the temptation to go in and defend myself. I yeah. let it stand. What he says, fine. I don't care. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's one way to do it. I think at times you have to stand up, you know, as you did. Yeah. But- I think it's the it's the balance of it. So if someone just says something really, really vile, just block. I just block yeah. it immediately. I don't even think about it. There's no point engaging. So a lot of the time when I do sort of reshare their comment, I don't put their name in it. I don't tag them in it. Mm. I will block out. But it's just more the comment to raise awareness of like, these are the type of things that are being said. And this is why girls stop sport because they don't want, the, because of comments like this. And I want to sort of address that and go like, despite this, I'm still going to do my thing. I'm still going to raise this message. I'm still going to put myself out there. So the only one was um, that I'll ever comment to generally, because I don't want to feed them or give them any attention or anything like that, just might be like someone said they wouldn't want their daughter or granddaughter to look like me or something. And I think I was like, well, I think I shared that and was like, I feel sorry for your daughters that are not able to be who they want to be. Like, so it's, you know, there are some things where you're like, actually, but yeah, other ones where you're just like, no, nah, there's no, there's just no point. As you said, it's be, and some of them just want that attention. They just really want it. And so yeah. actually by ignoring them or blocking them or yeah, just get rid of, because people say our oh, name and shame them. And I'm like, well, I don't want people to go and go at them. Yeah. Like, because I've got a bigger platform than that person has, mm. it could be quite, you know, People yeah. say things and they sometimes don't even mean it, I don't think. So, yeah, it's more about raising the awareness of it without having to, yeah, wrestle the pig. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's now, when I hear about your story, I think about kind of slipping down into insecurity yeah. after losing some things in your life that were important to you, whether that was rugby or relationship or whatever. And then you slip down into a place that eventually you hit a bottom and then you then you you were able to turn it around but ideally 
you know, it would be great if we don't have to hit that bottom. Yeah. Now, one piece of advice that you could give is just hit your bottom because that's the only way you're going to, you know, come up. That's possible. But I want to, I want you to think about what you've learned through this story and think about what you'd recommend to listeners so that they could avoid having to go to the bottom. Yeah, absolutely. You you see it. And I will speak to people, you know, on consultation calls and I speak to them and it's like, and what I like to ask about is, well, what happens if you don't change? What happens if you don't take any action? What does that look like? And some people, honestly, on this call, they'll go, well, I'll die. I'll die in five years. Mm. Like I won't be around to see my granddaughter get married. I won't be around to, you know, all these different things. And so when you actually put the weight on it, it's like, oh, I really do have to make this change now and not get to that point. But people unfortunately feel like they have to hit rock bottom to change. Whereas actually, if something's an issue now and you can change it and you can get in and do it now before it becomes either too late or before you have to go through that pain, just change it. And I guess listen to loved ones around you in terms of if they're showing concern or if they're worried about you. That's a massive trigger. And it was more when other, and it, you know, somebody did say they were like, Kat, are you okay? You just don't look like you're there. Like mm. I just look empty. And that's what I felt on the inside. I felt empty. And when a friend said that to me, I was like, oh, why am I empty? And then I was like, oh, I need to, I need to get back to being me. Like I don't want to lose that spark and I don't mm. want that. So actually listen to what loved ones that you care about say, not random people, but love love people that you trust, their opinion Mm. of. And actually, if they are worried about you and your health and maybe they think you're going to have a heart attack, well, that's enough to take action. Don't wait until you've had one to then then do it. So we are far more in control of our life journey than we think we are. And I think where people lose it is when they go, oh, well, I don't have time or I don't have this or it's not it doesn't work for me nothing no no like I'm sorry but you're not that special like it things work for people you can find time you can do that you're just giving up and it's a case of actually how can you make sure that you fit this in for yourself before it's too late Mm. yeah it's a great point well I, I got addicted to drugs when I was young at 17 or so and at the time they were really pushing the idea that you have to raise the bottom and help the way to help someone is have them feel the consequences of their actions as opposed to protecting them from that and my mom and dad you know they they did that and you know i ended up in jail at the, i was actually in jail at when i was 14 and you know it was a couple of weeks and then i went into a foster home and my parents were like he got to, he's got to feel the pain if he doesn't feel the pain and the fact is is that yes i felt a lot of pain but man, it was nothing compared to what it could have been. And now when I go, for instance, to 12-step programs and I you know, talk to people, I meet a 58-year-old guy like me that only stopped using drugs and alcohol five or 10 years ago. And all of the destruction that went on for those years, whereas my parents and the people around me raised the bottom, I got sober when I was 17. And now I've been sober for 41 years. And, you know, raise the bottom. And if if you're suffering, if anybody's listening to this or you're watching this and you're suffering, stop. Today is the day. Yeah. Today is the day. Stop. You know, yeah. no matter what, today is the day. And it's it can be as simple as just sitting on the yoga mat. It can be as simple as yeah. just, I set a goal for myself a long time ago, 
all that I agreed that I would do is walk out my door every morning by 5 a.m. Just walk out the door. I wasn't even going to commit to any exercise, but I walked out the door and, you know, I never, never once turned back around and walked in. I just went out I went for a walk at the park. I went to the gym or whatever. So if you're in that situation and you're listening or you're viewing, now's the time. Today's the day. Yeah, it's that first step. It's that time. It's not I'll start Monday. It's not after holiday. It's not when the kids go back to school. It's not that because all that is is a representation of a pattern of continuing to put it off. Mm. And if the actions you have previously taken have led you to where you are now, and that's not in a happy place, it's not someone that's making good decisions, you've got to change the way you think. You've got to change the way you act. You have to go right now is the time, like you said. So, yeah, take action, take that first step today. So what's what's a resource of yours that you'd recommend for everybody? Yeah, so we've got, depending on goals, like we've got a few free trainings that we do because we feel they add real value to people. And, and I love it when people, mm. like I send them to someone and they're like, oh, I've done that or I've started this or I've done that. So yeah, if you check out my, check me out on social media yeah. and I put out loads of ones who've got a whole like lose fat, build muscle, how to stay mm. motivated, like set yourself up for success, all different ones. And then obviously also as well, we do our one-to-one program. So if you're someone that really, really wants to make that change and needs the support and accountability, then yeah, just again, drop drop me a message and we'll get chatting. Fantastic. And we'll have a link, as I said earlier, that have a link in the show notes. All right, last question. What is your number one goal for the next 12 months? So personally for myself is to keep getting fitter, keep getting stronger, keep being confident and going out there. Business-wise, is to keep getting amazing, amazing clients that smash it, that love it. And I love that we've got people four years on from doing a program with us that are still smashing it. And they still message me when they do something that they weren't confident enough to do before, things like that. So yeah, business-wise, helping as many people as we can to absolutely smash it. Fantastic. Well, listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. Remember, I'm on a mission to help 1 million people reduce risk in their lives. As we conclude, Kat, I want to thank you again for joining our mission. And on behalf of Ace Dots Academy, I hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment. Do you have any parting words for the audience? Do it today. <laughs> there you go. There it is. That's yeah. the, that is the best advice. And that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our well fellow risk takers. Let's celebrate that today. We added one more person to our mission to help 1 million people reduce risk in their lives. This is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stott saying, I'll see you on the upside.